What's up? I'm Ayla. I'm Bethann. And this is Let's Talk BL, a boys love podcast. Welcome back to the podcast. It's Sunday, series Sunday, the day of the week where we talk all about one series and one series only. Chock full of spoilers. So if you have not watched I Promise You the Moon, <laughs> it's probably for the best. It's probably for the best. And uh, I mean, uh, look, it's probably my personal opinion is probably for the best. And so just listen to this episode. You'll you'll get to know what happens and then you don't have to go through what I went through. Yeah. I feel like I promised you the moon was the most polarizing second season that has ever happened. I don't know if it was polarizing because I I didn't really see anybody split. Like I didn't see anybody say, oh, I loved this. I loved it. I didn't see anybody say that, that they loved it. Uh, Yeah, I know a lot of people are very upset and angry because it doesn't follow your typical second season BL narrative of like, no, no, no. That's not what makes me Happy. mad about it. What makes me mad about it is not, I don't, like, it could have been sad. That would have been mm-hmm. fine with me. What makes me mad about it is that they completely backtracked on all of the characters and right. changed it. Co- like, they changed these two people. Yeah. Complete, these people that you learned about. It was like you were introduced to two brand new people. They were not the same people, which happens through life. You change. But this is not a you move through life second season. This is literally we see them go into college. And when we see them go into college, which is right after we've met them and Mm -hmm. I told Sunset about you, they are already completely different people. They backtrack. Honestly, look, Goy, I love you. Please don't take this as an insult. This was incredibly poorly written. Interesting. Incredibly See, I... poorly written. What they did is they took this show and they took this story and mm-hmm. they tried to make it a BL. They tried to change it into something that it was not. I hated this. I hated this show. I loved it because I think that, yeah, we all change, especially from high school to college. Right. I when you go from living especially in these like small hometowns where you have the same friends from like zero to 18 you then leave especially for this group of friends because Tay and OAO went to Bangkok which they talk about where they're like oh my gosh I'm like going to the big city like the core of who you are as a person doesn't change the like a coin flip the way that they mm. changed like a coin flip in this show. I feel like Tay was pretty much the same character the whole way through because. Oh, I disagree. I disagree completely in the first. But first we need to get into like the details. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is not time to talk about the show. All you need to know going into this. <laughs> I absolutely hated the show. I think it's complete garbage. Beth Ann loved it for oh, reasons okay. unknown that make no sense that are wrong. Okay, so it's six episodes, which will be available on Vicky soon. Yes. So if you didn't get a chance to watch this when it was originally released, um, you had no way to watch it for a so while. Yeah, it came out on Vimeo first. So international fans had to buy episode by episode, yes. which for maybe not this series, but I promised you them or I, I told, told Sunset, Sunset about, about you. you was worth it. Uh, and so you had to buy every single episode. It's available on Netflix in, I think, Asia. Right. So not in the West. Right. Uh, but for international fans outside of Thailand, it could be available on Netflix. It could be available on Vicky. I told Sunset About You is available on Vicky now. I promised you the moon is coming soon. Yes. So you're about to be able to watch this if you have not already. It was 
made by Nadal. RIP pouring out for the Lost Homies. So sad. Nadal gave us some like real good stuff. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it stars as OAO, PP Crit, the PP Crit. The one and only. <laughs> and then as Tay, Bilkin. Oh, Bilkin. Oh, BK. <laughs> Yes. Together, the infamous BKPP. You know what's interesting about BKPP? I feel like I see so many people that are fans of BKPP and know who they are, who they are, like them as a ship, like them as celebrities. Mm-hmm. Have never watched I Told Sunset about you, or I promise you, like didn't even know those shows existed. Yeah, I think which I think is crazy. And this was even before they like went out on their own and started really doing the music thing. I would see that. Yeah, I think they're more known in Thailand now for the music. Right. But I mean, like, international fans, like, on Twitter and stuff. And, like, on all the, like, the Discord and the communities. Mm -hmm. Like, people knew who BK and PP were. And they liked them as a ship. And they liked them as celebrities. Like, they liked watching their interviews and them at appearances. But they had never seen I Promise You the Moon or I Told Sunset About You. I mean, or before I Promise You the Moon came out. But first, I Told Sunset About You. Because it was so inaccessible to foreign fans. And so I think that that's why, like... A lot of people know who BKPP are, but because you can't actually watch their BLs anywhere. You can't even watch my ambulance unless... Right, because they were all line TV shows. Right. And even they weren't even... And my ambulance is on Netflix, but not in the West. Yeah, they weren't on line TV for international fans. Right. So, I like, it's... BKPP is a very, very interesting... Tracks. uh, Like, those... (laughs) Just Bilkin and PP, not even as BKPP, but, like, Bilkin and PP are very interesting celebrities in the, like, Western fandom, I feel like, because... We all, or a lot of people, not mm-hmm. everybody, but a lot of people right. know who they are. Pretty much everybody knows who Bilkin is and knows right. who PP is. And they know they're, it, they are BL actors. They know that they mm-hmm. have been BL actors and they have been in a BL, but they haven't actually seen their stuff, which mm-hmm. I just think is fascinating that like you can accumulate such fans and some of them have literally not even seen the yeah. show that you were in. It's just, it's very interesting to me. I just think it's an interesting dynamic. That BKPP they transcends. They transcend. All the They like, do. It feels right. Okay. They do. It feels right. <laughs> um, okay. So synopsis time. Yeah. <clears throat> Tay and OAO, now in a blissful relationship for over a year, bid farewell to Phuket and head to Bangkok for their university lives. This time, however, as days pass, Tay begins to feel differently towards OAO as he spends more time with his university friends. To make matters worse, Tay begins to develop feelings for Jai, his senior in the drama club, making which in the Okay, grammar here's off. (laughs) Making which OAO starts to notice. Will Tay and OAO cross these challenges and succeed in their love? Okay, spoiler. First of all, grandma was a little off, but otherwise really good synopsis. Yeah. Um, They do, despite the ending of this show, I would argue they do not succeed in their love. No. It's a garbage relationship. Everything about this is garbage. This is how I've, I feel very strongly about this because I would this upset me so much. Yeah. And that's why we didn't do this series Sunday for a really long time because right. I was like, I can't talk about it. It makes me too mad. Yeah. yeah I was yeah. like, it makes me too upset to have to talk about this show. Yeah, Tay is irredeemable because we've talked about this many times before that in I Told Sunset About You, you don't blame either boy for 
figuring right. out who they are and this how has they always been my out. thing like and yeah. that's always what how I describe to people mm-hmm. why I liked I told Sunset about you and why I feel so strongly about it is that there were no sides it's not one boy acting poorly to the other they both hurt each other in different ways yeah and at first glance Tay can it can be made to seem as though he's hurting OAO more but if you really watch that show a lot of that is OAO is oh honestly like unfairly unfairly dictating the way that Tay should be acting and unfairly dictating how quickly Tay should be moving through his own discovery of himself so they both hurt each other in different ways and it's what I love so much about I I told Sunset about you is that you I felt so emotionally for both of them in very Mm -hmm. different ways and I could see both of their perspectives and I could see where both of them because it was so wonderfully made and so beautifully written that it wasn't it, it they did a very good job in making you understand the journey that they were going through individually Mm -hmm. as well as how that journey led them together. Yeah. And so it was really beautiful because you had, Oh, who was very sure of himself. He knew what he wanted. He knew who he was. He knew all of these things. He was just suspicious of Tay because of what happened when they were younger. And then you had Tay who really this is the first time and I told Sunset about you that he's discovering that like he can have these kinds of feelings for a boy Mm -hmm. and like he's really because we find out he's had this sort of lifelong crush on this girl and he really like he was going to follow her to university and all of this stuff right and so you watch him go through this journey of like what is happening to me you watch him do that and and he makes mistakes he trips up he gets things wrong he does it poorly which is so true to life. Like that happens to everybody. Mm-hmm. But then you watch him go through this character growth and all of this growth in, I promised you the moon is completely demolished. And not only is it demolished, they backtrack it, which mm. is so frustrating. And I don't feel true to life and I don't feel true to this story. And I don't feel as though it's true to the meaning behind this, like the series as a whole. Mm-hmm. I feel like what they did is they took these two characters and they made them into something that they thought would be a more palatable BL that they thought would be right. It's basically one boy's the in the wrong mm-hmm. and the yeah. other one is in the right. And I hate it. And especially for Tay, it, it doesn't make sense because even when Tay was going through something in the first season, mm-hmm. he was never a mean person. He is a mean person in I promised you the moon, but at his core. And that's why I'm saying, I think this is garbage. And I think they completely, it's like seeing two completely different people because even in the way that you see Tay interact with other people in I told sunset about you, he's not a mean person at his core. He makes mistakes. He says the wrong things. He's inconsiderate at times, Yeah, but he was never downright mean. What did he do that was mean? Oh, so much. So he's super mean to his first roommate who, by the way, um, is Mark, Mark, from GMMTV. The, the new up and coming the Mark, Mark. Mark Packin. Which I yeah. did not realize. So he's yeah. super mean to him. They first meet and he's like pretty rude to him whenever Mark, I forget his name in the show. Yeah, I don't remember either. But when he basically is like, look, man, like, I don't know your friend. This is just a dorm situation. And like, Mark isn't necessarily mean about it. He's just telling him. And yeah. Tay is like, becomes mean to him. Mm-hmm. And like, based on that rejection, mm-hmm. instead of like, 
being sad or being bummed or something. He's actively mean. He mm. is actively mean not only to O, because he's just being mean to O. Right. It, like when he's as you out, start yeah. as you start moving through this, he is just being manipulative and just mean. Right. Not that he's doing the wrong thing accidentally. He never even feels guilty about what he's doing. He's yeah. just mean. And even when those two boys were like fighting or like they right. were both going through something and they felt betrayed by the other, right. he was never mean to him. He like very much takes out on other people what he thinks they should act like. He's like when when O changes his major, it takes him some time to like really wrap his mind around it because that's the thing they've always done, right? Like that's the thing that they've aspired to together. Which that I actually understood his reaction in that moment because that was a parallel to the first season where in the first season, whenever they're kids and they get the yeah. little stage play, the exact same scenario plays yeah. out. But it was the the meanness of it, right? Because yeah. the in the first season, like, Sure, he gets hurt and he gets mm. and he, you know, can act inconsiderately, but he's never malicious. Mm. And in this season, in I Promise You the Moon, Tay is malicious. He's very much a selfish person. Like there's no kind of compassion or understanding that he has for anybody else in his life. In this season he's like i have thoughts and feelings about how i act and about how you should act and you should follow those paths that i've set out for you in my brain and so when things change right like this series is very much about change like how people change how our love changes how how life changes throughout the course especially in the 20 in your 20s things change well and so he much. also okay so he gets mad goy is actually in this season mm -hmm. and she's his senior and right. she when she graduates is, and they like you see them throughout the show like they have this little group of friends and they go and audition for yeah. things and when she says i'm gonna go be a flight attendant i'm not gonna act i'm not gonna right. do all this not only is he upset because there are some people who just don't deal with change right it's a or change well right it's okay to be upset about change change is not necessarily fun and if it affects you very deeply it doesn't make you a mean person a bad person whatever Right. But he maliciously tries to hurt her for that decision. Right. He, like, has thoughts about how she's, like, giving up. Because, right, he's already experienced this with O, where O changed his major. And he was really upset by that because he took it personally. And then I think when Goy changes, when her character changes her path, because he's like, okay, it's hard, whatever. But you should still be pursuing this thing that you're passionate about. And she's like no your dreams can change your, right basically the, yeah. the way that the way that you pursue things you can be more realistic right some people become more realistic and they're like as much as i love acting i know it's not real for me so maybe i do become a flight attendant and maybe i do then come home and do plays every once or in a while. some people realize that that passion is better for them as a hobby so like yeah. i love soccer and i was like so dead set on like i'm gonna work in soccer mm. and i made it happen for myself and then I realized after doing it that when you add the work component to yeah. it, it was no longer fun for me. And I mourned the loss of this thing that used to be fun for me. There's a psychology term for that. What is it? It's called over justification. And so I was like, I I got out of that world because mm -hmm. I very much wanted soccer to continue to be fun for me because I love it as a sport. I love being a fan. Yeah. I love being in the stands. I didn't want to have to think about the work part of it. Right. 
And so I got out of the industry because I was like, for myself, mm -hmm. I would much rather find joy in this. Right. And so some people that that just happens to them. Right. And I'm sure that like some of my friends who were like, you know, thought that I had made it because I was working, yeah. you know, alongside a team in, in the MLS. Right. And that I had made it. We're probably like, what the hell's wrong with you? Why, why, did why you would give you give up? this up? Yeah. And for me, it was because. I wanted to find joy in it. So some people that that's just how they view things. And so, but again, it's less about him being disappointed. He then says things to her that are like, he actively tries to hurt her for her mm -hmm. decision. And you see her feel very hurt. Right. And the other thing, and again, this is just not who he is at his core because people change throughout their lives, but the core of who they are as a person mm -hmm. from high school to college, from middle school to high school, from the core of who you are typically does not change that drastically. You don't just overnight wake up one day and decide in your heart you right. are that kind of person. That mm -hmm. just doesn't happen. That's why I feel like this is garbage and the way they wrote it is garbage because if right. they wanted to show a change in his actions or something, that's fine, but don't change who he is as a person. Like that is why I think they took this and tried to make it more of like a typical BL storyline where it's mm. like one boy versus the other kind of thing. I'm trying to remember in I told sunset about you. It was O that came back right in high school because right well so they had just like gone to different high schools and they ended up like they went to different schools right and they had decided they weren't friends anymore they they had always gone to different schools okay. and then they decided they weren't friends anymore because we had this whole like childhood fight over a stage play yes yes and then they ended up in the same college prep Academy. like tutoring yeah. class right, right, right and that's how they like reconnected yeah and that friend group was O's friend group, right? Yes, the one that we see, the friend yeah. group that we see, as far as Tay, as far as far as Tay, we only ever see um the girl that he has a little crush on and his brother, right? Those are the, right. and his mom, right? Like as far as like his community around him, that's really all you see. And then he becomes friends with O's friends, right? It's kind of how it happens. Yeah, I think I think that's where I kind of understand where Tay is coming from in I promised you the moon because we see him in the context of his comfort right his home his mom and his brother people like even in I told sunset about you when he's having this crisis of faith he has his brother to ground him he never grounds himself he never figures it out for himself but again his he's brother, not a mean person no his brother has to kind of help him along that path and I think that when he gets to college and he has that conversation after he and O break up, he has that conversation with his roommate where he's like, you wouldn't understand. I've lost all my friends because like I've been a bad person and understandably so. And his his roommate is like, I understand like I went through the same thing. Like you're not alone in this, but you have isolated yourself in this environment because like he didn't have his mom and his brother to be like to help ground him. And so I think he gets to a place where other people around him change. And maybe at this point he had like just figured out who he was within the context of like him and O so that when he went to college and he gets introduced to new people and he starts pursuing what he wants to. And then his like security blanket, which was O kind of got pulled out from under him because of his own actions. He was like, oh, I have to figure out 
who I am within myself, not based on what other people want. Cause I've known people like that. Where I think it's you're like, being too generous. I will say, I think you're being far too generous with him where it's where other people are like, you have to try really hard because I want to try, like, I need somebody to look up to, right? Like there's the, there are those people in life who are like, if you're not trying hard, then what's the point in me trying hard? And I think his seniors who he looked up to, cause that's where it started is that he came into college being friends with people who were seniors, who, he, who had, he hadn't seen their struggle, right? Like he takes it out on Goy, not knowing what she had gone through. And he only sees little bits of it where, where he's like, why are you the director? I thought you wanted to be an actress. And she was like, well, I did try acting. Like I, you learn her story slowly where she's like, I did try out for things, but he didn't really see that struggle. And well, see and like in things. that she learned more of who she was and yeah. where her strengths were and what she enjoyed. Right. And so like, but again, all of these things that you're talking about shouldn't in a real world and in good writing affect who he is at his core. Like who, who you are as a person doesn't change based on when your behaviors, your interests, your whatever, like you go through a hard time. Mm. None of those things change who you are at your core. And so that's the problem that I have with it. Because for example, the action that is completely unforgivable Mm -hmm. is when he uses O to like get in the right headspace for acting. That is something that Tay as a person just flat out would never do. And you see this when in the first season, He's very, like, transparent with people about, I had this moment with you, this intimacy, this whatever, but I don't want to be with you, right? And that causes a lot of the problems in the first season is that... You don't think that moment where he's with that girl in the field and he's realized that he has feelings for O, but he's still very much in this relationship with the girl. Well, they were never in a relationship, right? That's the whole point of the first season. in, like, a they're they're in a relationship not like dating but like they have like uh they have just a relationship where they're trying to figure out she obviously likes him he likes her but they're not they haven't taken the next step towards like becoming like boyfriend girlfriend or whatever but they're in that field and like they i think they start to touch each other or like she's drawing something he's drawing something no, yeah, There's they don't touch moment. each other. What happens is they're drawing and you're supposed she or she's drawing because she's the artist. That's yeah. her whole story is like she's she an like, artist and she wants to go to university and like for drawing. And that's why she's like, I'm not going to date anyone. We're just friends. Like right. she's very clear with him. We are yeah, just yeah, yeah. friends. And then she's like, pick a color. Right. And this is where the color theory in I yep, Told yep. Sunset About You comes in. And he picks the color that represents O. And that's when he really starts to realize, like, oh, this is what's happening. And the difference between that and what he did, and I promise you the moon, is he already knew where he was at. It wasn't that he was discovering where he was going. Right. It's that he knew without a doubt unequivocally that this is where he is. And he maliciously and actively uses O to get where he needed to be, even though. So like with his little girl, he like pretty much like told her what was what pretty quick once he had figured it out. out, And so the difference here is he had already figured it out and was still using O. Mm -hmm. And that's the difference. Right. Because he very much didn't want to break up with O as when after they like have the climax of like 
O has really figured out there were more feelings just than just like acting workshop. Okay. Yeah. And so O has figured out this whole situation. And when O is like, we're going to break up and Tay is like, I never wanted that. And O is like, that's not your choice. Like you clearly have fallen for another person and there's more to the story. And it's less about him falling for this other person because I don't think truly Tay ever really fell for Jai. I think that what happened there is he got caught up in the, so like being attracted to somebody and wanting to be like physically intimate with them is very different than falling for someone. And I think that's what happened to him is that he, it was this like exciting opportunity to be intimate with someone else Mm -hmm. And he took it. And so that's the step of like him taking it and him understanding where he is of like, I don't care about this other person enough to want to only be with them in practice because everybody in in a like semi long term relationship like if you've been there even a year you're like oh they're cute right or like i could like i could i would totally make out with them but you never would actually because this other person that you're with means so much to you and too much to you to ever even consider actually physically being with anyone else Mm -hmm. right it's like you joke about it and you're every human is like attracted to other people that they're not in a relationship with But that's the difference is by the time you are physically with someone at that point, what you are feeling and what you have justified yourself, like what is happening in your brain is this other person doesn't matter enough or you are not emotionally attached enough to this other person Mm -hmm. to only want them. And so that's the difference there is like it's not that he fell for him. It's that he fell out of love with O. I so think, I don't think it was that he fell for Jai. I think it was that he f- had already fallen out of love with O. Right. Yeah, I think they coincided at the same time. I think he fully had fallen for Jai because they have that conversation at the bar after the play is over where he's like, okay, now that the play is over and I'm no longer needing to have this connection with Jai, he's like, but I want it because Jai then says, oh, it was only about the play. Right. And Tay is so hurt, which is why... O figures it out completely because they're singing on stage. They're standing there singing on stage and O is singing to Tay and Tay is singing to Jai. Yeah. Yeah. And so he realizes in that moment, he's like, oh, because I I don't think there was any uh, intimate connection with Jai until that kiss, until that moment. And then he like something awoke in him. I mean, they did have that moment at the temple where they were hiding. When they they were hiding. They like have that stare. But I don't think he quite understood what that meant. Oh, I think he did. He's already been through this. I he become he is written as a terrible person in this. He fully knew. But that's the thing is he wasn't. And that's what made me so mad about this is that it seemed to me as though the team behind it tried to turn these these characters in this story into something that it wasn't. Mm. So then when they break up and we get this time jump, we have this moment where Tay has gotten everything that he set out to get, right? Yes. He's famous. He's he's well-known. He's acting. And O is thriving in his world yep. and doing his own thing. He's an advertising do because like we see him in school be this like mm-hmm. almost like advertising prodigy, right? Like yeah. he knows the answers and has figured out all yeah. of these different things so quickly, like ahead of all his other classmates and stuff. Right. And by this point, you are invested in O as that kind of character where like 
you want what he wants. Like you want the best for him because I think that's the only way you can really. Because he's the only person that has that they didn't change. Yeah. He's the only, he's the only reason you can digest them ending up together because when they have the confrontation after Tay has invited him to see his thesis play and Tay and O is like, what are you trying to do with this? Like I, this doesn't make up for anything like our past and how good things were has no bearing on how you acted and what our future is. And in that moment, you can tell that like, he's not, he has resolved all of his feelings. Like that's what I do appreciate about the writing in this story is that they showed you that, O had resolved all of his feelings from the breakup, from everything. Because when he starts to see, like, the magazine cover and the appearance on TV, like, he's happy for his friend. Like, right. He's, gotten, he's happy for him. Right. He's gotten back to a place where he's like, I can be happy for this person apart from Yeah, and he doesn't even – what's interesting and nice. what I do feel like is very true to life is that, like, he doesn't consider him his friend anymore, right? He's not happy for mm-hmm. his friend. He's happy for this person that he knew and he knew this person. Like, mm-hmm. he – and you see this once they do find each other again is that they have to rebuild that friendship. Yeah. So O very clearly does not consider Tay even his friend because they haven't had any contact. They Mm -hmm. haven't, they're not even friends anymore, but O is at a place where he's like, Oh, good for him. I know that's what he always wanted. Yeah. Not I'm happy, which I actually think is like very healthy that Mm -hmm. he's like, cause you know, that whole like we'll stay friends after we break up thing is actually super unhealthy. I feel like that's a lie. I don't know anyone. It takes you you a while. So like I actually was like in this position as like, I was with someone and we broke up because they cheated on me. That's not why we broke up. Actually, I just found out that happened and it was just like, I realized I wasn't like as upset about it as I should be. Uh, And then we just like, it was a whole thing. And it like completely stopped talking, even though we had mutual friends, all Mm -hmm. this stuff, whatever. Like by the time we had the conversation of like, okay, this is over. Mm -hmm. It like we were had already kind of, and then we just like weren't no longer spoken with mutual friends, all this yeah. stuff. And I was still like for a little bit kind of annoyed, like I don't even want to see his face kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. And then years later, years later, we had a mutual friend who was graduating who had a graduation party out of town and was like, just so you know, I've invited both of you. You're both my friends, whatever, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And because it was out of town and we had the same mutual friends who were friends with that mutual friend, mm-hmm. there's only one car to ride in. Right. And I was like super – I remember being really nervous about it, being like, ooh, what's going to happen here? Because at that point, I had no more I had no more feelings. Like right. this person wasn't my friend, it's but like I also test. didn't hate him. Right. You say that you have no feelings, but you're like, but do I really not? Because I haven't interacted with him. No, like- yeah. I don't think it was that I was nervous about my feelings. I was nervous about the way he was going to mm-hmm. act. Okay. Because I was very – at that point, I was already married. This is mm-hmm. what I mean by like years like yeah, a yeah, year's yeah. difference is I was already like I was married I was good I was happy right and so I didn't hate him anymore mm. but I also just like he wasn't my friend so I didn't necessarily care about him I and so like all of the, like I was more nervous about how he was gonna act than how I was gonna act and at that and so like these kinds of things do happen where like and he kind of I found out was in the same place where he was like like literally he got in the car and was like oh hey I saw you got married because we have so many mutual friends Mm -hmm. that like Facebook is a thing and he was like your wedding pictures are really nice like and we had a perfectly normal conversation (laughs) and we like 
Yeah. Talk like we didn't necessarily hang out when we were at this graduation party out of town, but we like talked to each other when we played games together and like all of this stuff. And like you were friendly, we were, but you weren't friends. Right. We didn't necessarily make friends with it, but right. in the on those days, we were friends, mm -hmm. right? We fell back into the same like easy conversations that we always had right. before because we were friends before we kind of got together. And all of this stuff and it was like oh, okay we are friends mm -hmm. again and so i actually have been in that situation but the whole like we just broke up and but it's okay because even though we're not dating we're still friends like that's so unhealthy uh, yeah. for like if you're for both people in order to be able to resolve their own feelings right. so yeah, that's why I, I feel like what they did with O in this case was very very healthy they for him yeah they separated them completely which was and really oh did that because you see a little bit towards like right after they've broken up where like tay is kind of trying to at least talk to O, and right. O just like shuts it down completely. i mean O blocks him on the phone yeah. which is why when they get they have that meeting again O goes home and is like trying to process how he feels about the potential of like reconnecting not right, even getting back tay, together because tay makes it very clear he wants to like go to lunch with him and grab a yeah. coffee and like i want to be friends again like he makes it very clear and so O unblocks him and he realized tay has like texted him for the past like year and he's like okay what like i oh who was like the real like hurt party in this situation right. the one that, the only one that the, was like hurt. actual victim <laughs> yeah. he was able to have this this healing in this process where he could they could start over because that's what the conversation is he i that's where i got to at the end of this show where everything was on o's terms and that's the only way that i could reconcile them getting back together is that I still oh. think it makes no sense. Like I, that's why I say like the writing is bad is because I think that that doesn't make sense because you even see, and I appreciated this at the time. Mm -hmm. I like, it was one of the only points in the show that I was happy is that it wasn't romantic at first when they first reconnected it was very much like mm -hmm. oh they're just friends again yeah right and it was nice to see because all of a sudden you flash back to i told sunset about you when they were just friends first mm -hmm. and they were having fun and they were just being friends which is was like so nice yeah. and so when they first reconnect they're just for a very long time they're just friends again yeah and it even takes tay a long time to like admit to oh like actually i want this to be romantic like right. at first it's very much just platonic like just friendly and that's what i was like i that was the first time that i was happy about it mm -hmm. because it made me happy that like oh got his friend back and tay got like and that there was this friendship right that, like that had been it wasn't even i was less sad about their relation their romantic relationship being destroyed and more upset about like this friendship that was destroyed mm. throughout this process and so when that friendship was being built back up like that i will say was a really nice part of this right. but i think that it didn't make sense at the end there to turn it so romantic so fast because I just feel like it didn't make any sense. And I and I think in the long term, like I cared about O as a person in the long term. Right. And I don't think that it's something that he deserves. Like he doesn't, he should not, like he deserves so much better than mm. that. Because again, who is to say that Tay's not going to have the same seven-year itch? Right. Right? Like – Fool me once. <laughs> I think, well, and this is this is such a trope in all dramas, is that that first love. 
Like there's that special spot in your heart for first love and it's irrational no matter who you are and who you become and how much you've changed and how much you've matured. Your first love will always have that spot. And I think that's where this story plays into is that they were each other's true first love. And I think they're hanging on to that because they're small town boys and they've gone into the big city and they've accomplished these dreams. But kind of to your point, like who they are at their core is still those small town boys that want to be home. And so I think that's why a lot of times people will hang on to that first love because they're like, oh, that that was a time where things were just easier and they were so much clearer and I knew what I wanted. And so, yeah, that that first love trope is something that's like it's rare, right? Like only 12% first first love left. And so I think a lot of us couldn't conceptualize like what it would mean to break up with your first love. And then years, we don't get as many years in between, but like I've known people that like years later will reconnect with that person that they were like high school or college sweethearts with. And you know, they live out the rest of their life. But yeah, the, the like first love trope is. I just don't believe (laughs) at the point that, or what they've turned Tay into. And I promise Mm. you the moon I don't believe that in any way, shape, or form he's good enough for, oh, I don't, yeah. I don't for a second believe he won't hurt him again. Mm. I, because here's the thing that you see with Tay, when he gets what he wants at any little minor inconvenience in, I promise you this now, again, this is why it's so frustrating because this is not who he is in the first season, like at a core, at the core of who he is as a person. Mm-hmm. But as soon as there's a change in that, he lashes out. He doesn't just get disappointed or sad or whatever. He acts maliciously and so imagine because at this point they're also both only in what like their mid-20s maybe that they're getting back together the the way that life changed like they got a long life to live Mm -hmm. and a lot of changes to go through and a lot of passions to discover and a lot of like a lot like you know life is you know even if they pass away kind of early like let's say 60s or 70s that's still a very long time for those two people to be living life together i don't believe for one single second that at the first sign of inconvenience tay won't based on who he has become and i promise you the moon Mm -hmm. act out again yeah i it's funny you think i'm too generous with him in the second season i think you're too generous with him in the first season because he was really irrational in the first season right like he was willing to give up all of his dreams to go to this university to give up that spot for oh and when he did that in the first season i was like this boy is like an all or nothing and in the second season he's all or nothing in a really really bad way in the first season he's all or nothing in like a harmless way because he's kind of a teenager but again he wasn't mean it's not that like i agree like in the first season he acted badly but i also think oh acted badly but that's beside the point like tay in the first season acted badly the way that he acted with um like i think we all remember the like feel up scene right mm-hmm. and the way that he acted after that and around yeah. that that sucked yeah. that was the worst possible like he absolutely acted terribly and somebody should explain to him that yeah. he acted terribly that like he did a bad thing right. he did a he like in the first season did bad things mm-hmm. and acted badly but he wasn't mean if the intent i guess the difference here is the intention for me yeah he has kind of like 
I don't want to say clueless, but his intention is never malicious in the first mm. season versus in the second season. I listen, if you don't normally, I'd be like, everybody has an opinion. I don't, you know, I, and I genuinely for mo most times, like yeah, I want to yeah. hear it. And like, I could be wrong. And right. I like, I genuinely might not see it in the same light. And so when people explain it to me, I'm like, Oh yeah, yeah, actually that makes sense. Right. right. But in this case, if you don't think that what happened with, Oh, that night was backed by malice. Mm. I'm sorry, but you're flat out wrong. Like that was straight up malice and he knew what he was doing. He yeah. woke that boy up because he wanted to get a he thing out of him. Yeah. Well, and I think too is that he probably, he might've become mean in the second season because he didn't have anything grounding him. Like, I think there is something to be said about how he had, he had, people in his life and when you become lonely and solitary I think people become more mean because you're not given perspective in the first season when he was going through stuff he had his family he had his friends and he talks about this when they break up and I promised you the moon he's sitting there and he's being mean to his roommate and his roommate's like I get it and you realize that he has alienated himself from all his friends because he feels alone he feels like the, he's the only person going through something hard that like nobody can understand him there's no way like it, he's on an island and a lot of times once you've dug yourself that hole you can't imagine that there's someone else that can help you and I think that's part of the reason why he becomes the person he does in the second season is because honestly I view these these sh these two shows is two very individual things i but it's the same people it's though the that's same the thing people. is like if you if these are this is a continuation of these characters so like they have to right they have to tie in together unless you're talking about completely different characters that just live in the same universe but that's not what the show is it's the same characters in the same universe i think if you allow like if you have allowance for people to change i think that they can be two separate things like i think back to who i was especially as an adolescent maybe not so much when i got into high school on right or not high school college on like who I was in college is essentially who I became as an adult but who I was as an adolescent I was so different because I was an only child I had lots of different individual friends I didn't have a core group of friends I was really annoying and really bratty and so who I was as an adolescent in my hometown with the people that I like grew up with, I, I feel like is so different. And I even have people that I grew up with that I've reconnected as adults. And I'm like, we would have never been friends in, in like 18 to zero range. Whereas now that we're adults, we're, to we're totally different. We act totally different. We have different perspectives. We understand that like, you know, when you're an adolescent, everything's all or nothing. It's like extremes. And so I that's where I think that where you are from like zero to 18 can be really different than who you are as an adult. And as like a young adult, kind of what we've seen with certain people in our society now where they act really bad as children or as young adults, like 
the conversation is, do we then blame them as adults? Like, do we say like, you can't be any different than who you were as like a 15 year old? I guess what I'm trying to explain is that's not what I'm saying. People change, people Mm -hmm. change their actions. People change the way that they interact with the world, Mm -hmm. but the core of who they are of Mm -hmm. like, is very different than the way that you approach other people, the way that you relate to other people, the things that you say or don't say, like, right? Like your knee-jerk reactions. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, you know, like your brain is not even fully formed by the time you're 18. Even so, like, 25. By the yeah. time you get to that point, you're interacting with things differently. You're that mm. like knee jerk. This is why it's so much more expensive to insure teen boys driving, right? Yeah. Is because like their brains aren't fully formed yet. And so they're, they're acting on like base instinct. Mm-hmm. And so that is very different than when you can think through and change and you have these new experiences the way that you act changes the way that you relate to other people, the way that you talk to other people. Mm -hmm. It's the intention that you put behind your actions, like who you are at your very, very core, not your actions because actions change Mm -hmm. and you realize some actions are bad that you may not have realized that was a bad action before. But again, that's the difference there is. And this is like, this is actually an argument in like actual court, like mm-hmm. in law yeah. is what was the intention yeah. behind it? T- intention is three fourths of the law. Right. <laughs> and so like, that's what yeah. I'm saying changed with him. It wasn't that his behavior changed and like the things that he wanted and the way that he felt changed because that happens to everybody. We all mm-hmm. do that. The difference is what was motivating those actions changed completely and it changed like overnight. I would argue that Tay was a shitty person all along. <laughs> See, I don't think so. I yeah. don't think so. I think that he behaved badly. But again, the his motivate because we get to see it? so much of his inner monologue of like, you know, his him alone yeah. in the first season. You see that he's kind of going on like a knee jerk reaction of like, mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out what's going on with me. And so I'm not paying as much attention to like how I'm affecting other people. Most Capricorns are like this. This is just a fact of Capricorns is mm-hmm. that like they very much are like, I'm going to act how I act mm-hmm. and I am just not going to Capricorns have very low empathy, I would say as a mm-hmm. whole um, and not necessarily in a bad way. And it's not that they're malicious. Again, this is the same thing. Right. They're not sitting there going, I'm going to act this way or say this thing because I want to hurt. There's this no person. premeditation. Right. It's not premeditated. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to say this thing. I want to say it because I can't even conceptualize the mm-hmm. way that these words would affect this person I'm talking to. And like, I know this because I know a lot of Capricorns Mm -hmm. and like, this was a very big sticking point in like, like with my sister and I and my sister and our other sister's relationship is that like, until I was an adult, I didn't understand that about her, that what she was saying wasn't driven by malice. That She wasn't specifically saying that to hurt me. It's that, if she knew it would hurt me, she would say sorry. She would try to make it better, which is exactly what Tay does when he realizes what his actions have done and caused. He tries to make it better. He can't figure out how. He's doing this all or nothing right. thing, but he tries to make it better once he realizes what he's done. It was that he, and this is the same that happened with my sister and why it took so long for all of our relationships to be good is like we didn't understand that like for her, it wasn't that she 
was saying those things to be mad mm-hmm. to be mean to us it was that if she realized she was mean to us, she tried to fix it and she would say sorry yeah it was that she just genuinely couldn't conceptualize the idea that her that her words that her actions would affect us in that way right and so that's kind of and since then since she's learned that as a grown-up the way that she relates to the world changes the right. way that she does things changes but the intent the core of her person has never changed she never was malicious to people yeah. it's just the way she handled herself that has right. changed and the words that she uses and her hobbies and her you know things like that and so that's what i mean by like people change and i accept that and this is why like oh oh changes drastically in this show but the core of who he is, is the same. never changes so was it in i prom i told sunset about you the reason that there's a riff is because O gets the part and yes. Tay really wants it. So I think that's where I go back to. It's that like at the very beginning, you see that Tay is a selfish person. And I would argue that in I Told Sunset About You, the reason he goes to that girl when he's finally figured out like, I like Tay or I like O. I like o. Yeah, yeah. He goes to her, but he can't really say the word. She has to be the one that's like, you like this boy. Like you like but him. Again, like it's I nice that you're like... coming to me and like trying to work this out. But honestly, I think everything that Tay does is from a selfish point of view. I don't think so though, because if it was selfish, it would be like what he did with Oh, where he knew he didn't like Oh, he knew he didn't he knew it. He knew he was into Jai at that point mm-hmm. by the time by that night. Right. And the night I'm referring to, I realize we've never actually said, I just feel like it's iconic and everybody knows it, <laughs> is the night that he's in an acting workshop and Jai, and they've had this kiss and Jai right. has told, um, Tay and Jai have had this kiss and Jai tells him, try to remember what it was like no, the first time. No, it's not time. after the kiss. It's after they go to the temple. Right. It's and after the, the he, like right, moment. He's told yeah. him, he's like, you need to remember what it felt like. Yeah. He said, time. remember yeah. what it felt like the first time you slept with your boyfriend, like get those feelings back in. Tay is like, I really just don't remember that because it's been so long. We've been together for so long, all right. this stuff. He's and like, Jaya's like, to something to get it back. It. Do yeah. something to get that back. And so he goes back home. He Not even to his own home because they don't live together at this point. No. He goes into O's home, wakes him up. He's asleep right. and sleeps with him because he walks in and he goes, I know what I'm going to do. And I'm doing mm-hmm. this for Jai. I'm not doing like the, in no way was that motivated by him loving O or wanting to reconnect with O. It was motivated by I'm going to do this for Jai. See, and I, that's malicious. And he knew that he went into that knowing that he wasn't trying to reconnect with O. Mm-hmm. He went into that knowing that he was trying to do that to connect more with Jai. That's so funny because I see that as Tay did it because he wanted to be better at acting because that night he sees Jai making out with the teacher and that's when they have dinner and then they go to the temple and they do have this brief moment where after they've like almost been caught in the temple and they look at it they have them they look the moment, they look yeah. at each other uh you know which in BL if you look at each other you're for married. like two seconds you're married you're, yeah. that's it uh so because I don't think that Tay really felt for fell for Jai until they kissed until he was like oh I'm I'm definitely fallen out of love with O but I haven't re re established like what my next mark is but again we see that though that this is Tay's personality he falls for people before he realizes that he's fallen for them same thing happened with O Mm. and so he knows that all he knows is that he doesn't love O and he know he yeah. knows and we see him admit this that he goes into that situation for Jai, not for O, not for himself, for Jai. Interesting. And so like 
that is kind of like that's the problem with like that's what I mean by like the core of his motivations versus like with this girl the scene that you're talking about mm-hmm. I don't fault him for not being able to say the words he was trying with her he mm-hmm. was trying to do the right thing by someone he just couldn't say the words because right. this the idea of being gay was so new to him and right the yeah. idea of that although I would argue it's never like blatantly stated but I would actually argue that Tay is bi or potentially uh, yeah, all of his actions because then he goes like back potentially to a girl. he's pansexual, yeah. pansexual by because right he he ends up dating a girl. Yeah. Um. So I it's never explicitly stated, but I guess him the idea of him being attracted to the same sex, I think was so just like he knew it, but he mm-hmm. couldn't say it yet. Which I like I will never fault someone for that. Yeah. And so. But he, the point of that is he was, tr- it wasn't for him that he was going to her mm-hmm. because it was, if it was for him, he never would have even gone to her, right? He never, he never told, oh, hey, there's something going on here. Hey, I think we need to reevaluate our relationship, right? So even if he couldn't say the words, he never went to him to try and clarify things. And that's what he did with this girl. He couldn't say it, but he was trying to do the right thing by her. Yeah. I- and that's what I mean by like the core of who he is as a person change because i think of him as a really selfish character i also think there's a component of him that's a people pleaser and in that moment i think that he went to that girl maybe not even so much as to to clarify it with her but maybe more so to confirm how he felt about about oh because he goes to her after they've had that moment in the field and i can't actually remember what happens before he goes to her to be like oh i i think i have feelings for someone like they I just don't-, don't really hang out very much and then there's a point where they're like studying together and he like very much like shuts things down like yeah he, like they have very few interactions after that until he goes to her and like once he's decided like once he's made the decision that yeah. it's oh he goes to her and again like the core of who you are because there are selfish people that are not malicious people mm. that can exist, right? Like there are a lot of people I would say in my life that are very selfish, that very much all they think about is, or not all they think about, but not in a malicious way is, well, I have to live my life and I can only be me. And if this affects you in a, like in a certain way, like I can't control how you feel that kind of thing, mm. which is very much a selfish way to approach life, but it's also not malicious. Right? I think maybe it depends on the context. Like you can't really be a very selfish person in like an intimate relationship, like, or you shouldn't be, you right. absolutely can. But if you're in a committed relationship, there's a part of you that has to always consider another person. And so I think Tay within the context of relationships with other people, he's just a shitty person. Cause he's like that to his friend. He's not like that just to, Oh, he's like that to, everybody in his in I promised you the moon yeah I mean I would argue I think what makes people a shitty person or not a shitty person is their intention Mm -hmm. but it so and again it comes down to if that person found out that what they were doing was hurtful would they apologize would they feel guilty would Mm -hmm. or not guilty but like would they feel regret for making this other person feel this way, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's what makes you a shitty person or a not shitty person is if you've found out that what you did hurt someone, would you apologize, try to make it better, right? Like would you 
admit fault, Mm -hmm. basically. Would you admit fault? If you found out that what you did hurt someone else, would you admit fault? Would you have regret about making someone else feel bad? If the answer is no, if the place that your brain goes is, well, I can't control how you feel, Mm -hmm. you're a shitty person. Well, and Tay never admits he says sorry but he never admits his wrongdoing because in that breakup scene O is like are do you still have feelings for jai and he's like i'm never gonna see jai again and he never admits his wrongdoing he's never like that was a bad situation well i mean i don't think i guess when i say that i mean i don't think that you have to like fall on your knees and you're in a confessional but no but would you, you would you try to make like, it well but it's whether or not you would you say it to someone right? right like you can understand it without saying it to someone and i think if there's any level of i'm sorry i'm trying to make it better and that doesn't happen and i promise you the moon but it sure as shit happens and i told sunset about you and the mm-hmm. like that intention i don't think bad actions make people a bad person we all do bad things Mm -hmm. i do bad things all the time to my friends and my family and people that i love but i don't mean to and if i find out that it's something that i've done that has made someone feel bad not only do i apologize saying i am sorry goes a really long way Mm -hmm. so not only do i apologize but i try to change i am conscious of i'm not going to do this again Mm -hmm. but i hope and this is why i give other people grace that the people that I've hurt, especially after I apologize and after I try to change, notice that and they know or they don't believe that I'm a bad person because I made a bad decision or acted badly. And just like I give other people the same grace is if you act badly, but if you say you're sorry or Mm. if you without like being like oh yeah sorry right you know what i mean like without like talking down to someone right like without talking down to someone right right and you change and you try to make things better you're not a bad person that's the problem between i told something about you and i promise you the moon is tay acts real real badly in both of them Mm -hmm. it's the intention behind those bad actions that have changed well, O is a better person than we are because he gives Tay the benefit of the doubt and they walk into the sunset together. This fool. Honestly, <laughs> Tay's not even that cute. Justice for Baz. Justice for Q. Literally, O had so Q, many Q and O. Q and O should have been together. Q and O should have been together. Q when- and O should. You know who should be together? Baz and Q. Yes. Baz and Q. Hashtag Baz and Q. Those are the only two that are worth anything in this show. It's so true. When Baz comes back in that last episode and I promised you the moon, I was like, Baz is too good for O. And Baz literally gets left on the side of the street and he's still a cool dude. Baz Baz and Q deserve each other, actually. O, because he's so silly and is going back to Tay, he doesn't deserve Q or Baz. I will say the way that the show played the friendships was really, really interesting because at no point did you get a feeling that Q necessarily was romantically into O. You ship it, right? It's like anything else in this BL world. I should fit. Even his reaction when Tay and O have posted that Instagram where he, they're like declaring that they're like They've reconnected. Yeah. Uh, and they zoom in on Q and he just genuinely looks happy for his friend. He doesn't look like necessarily disappointed or sad. He's like, okay, my friend has made this decision. And you're like, ah, Tay. 
Or O, you deserve Q so much Oh, yeah. O had so many better options, but I think that the fact that he still goes back to Tay proves why he actually doesn't deserve Q or Baz. It's true. Q and Baz deserve each other because Q is such a wonderful friend, such a good little actor, such a good little... Q is also very cute. Listen, I will say it hella cuter than Tay. Yes. Just saying. <laughs> oh, okay. God. I'm just saying. It's true, though. Their little friend group in college. Oh, that scene where. It's not all about visuals, although, you know, I'm I'm a fan that's only in visuals. <laughs> that scene where, where O is homesick and he hasn't made friends yet and he sees this group of friends and he's like, Can I go with you? And then he starts crying and they're all so sweet. Sweet. Oh my God. I love that scene so much. I love the friend group. If we could have just had, I promise you, the moon with But this it's just friend friends, group. right? It's not even about <sighs> Tay and O being romantic. It's about just friends. I could watch just I'm into season it. after season of this friend group. This is a friend group that I want to see throughout their entire life. Yeah. I could I could do a reboot in five years with just this friend just group. Just a friend group. Them like at their college reunion. Yeah. Tay has been I'd watch that. O is going back to his friends. <laughs> I no, I I don't want him to. Hurt. I don't want him to hurt O either. anymore. But I think he will. Uh, but like, I think we just don't talk about it. We don't talk about whether or not they're together, not mm. together, whatever. We only focus on their friends because yes, the friends were one of the few redeeming things about the show. Listen, it's true. Clearly, I have very strong feelings about the show. This is why we avoided doing this for so long. Is I was like, I'm not emotionally prepared to talk about the show because it made me yeah, so yeah. mad because I told something about you had such an impact on me. Yeah. That then when the like vibe of it changed and it turned into this like other thing Mm -hmm. I didn't I felt personally attacked yeah like I felt like it was a personal slight against (laughs) me and it wasn't it was just which is a great moment to be like people wrote these characters someone else wrote this story it's their story to tell your attachment to these characters in this story are your attachment and everyone gets their own thoughts and feelings about characters and stories but you can't take out that that energy on other people on the original right. writer and so often that happens where yeah. they're like how dare you take these characters I love? right we're seeing it with uh cherry magic yeah it's like hey guys you own these characters how you want to go write your fanfic and again go yeah do whatever this is how i interact with these characters right, but and these people going, it doesn't ruin anything right. else it's something totally separate i would never like i would never be like well you're a bad writer and i hate <laughs> you because i don't think that's true no, yeah. right and like say like listen i will say after that episode mm-hmm. i did not want to see bilkin's face for like a month oh, like i, I could that. i couldn't even yeah. look at his face and i knew it was unfair like in the moment i was like this is unfair he's, he's just character. an actor playing this character in <laughs> fact he like tweeted and ig'd and stuff about like how mad he was yeah. about it too yeah but i was like i literally can't even look at his face i'm too mad about it like <laughs> i mean you hear these stories for the from these actors who play really bad characters and they will be like Oh, it, it took me like, so long to decide that I was okay with Kauna, like, as a person. Yeah. Yeah. I, I listened to this podcast, and they were talking about one of the one of the actors played a really bad dude, and he had somebody come up to haunt him on the street and start just hitting them with the, her purse. And he's, like, apparently the nicest guy, and he was with one of the other actresses from the show who he acts bad towards. 
And, uh, and he handled it brilliantly because as soon as this woman realized like, oh my God, this is an actor, not, not this character. She's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. You just played this really bad dude really well. And he looks at her and goes, how bad do you want me to be? Oh my God. And like, then just walked away. And it's one of those moments where you're like, okay, this actor is not this character. Right. They're actually a really talented actor because they played this character so well. And again, like I say this was shitty writing, but like actually wasn't really good writing because it elicited (laughs) such a strong response out of me. Maybe. Right. Like it's not the writing you wanted. Right. Yeah. Like I will say, I don't think it made any sense. Like from, but that just because it didn't make sense doesn't mean the writing itself yeah. necessarily was bad because it it made it me feel so think. strongly. I know. I do like the line. We take screenshots from shows and we'll send them to each other almost as like reactions. Like jokes, yeah. Uh, and the line, the line at the end where they're standing on the beach and he's like, for me, it's always been you. Yeah. And then for you, it's always been me. Like I, they do have some really some icon. Quality. And the dialogue is pretty. And I will say the scene Again, it moves you. It moves you. The scene where he like hits him with the bouquet when he's like realized at the end, like I see the behind the scenes and poor sweet PB is like going through it, having to do that. But like I was like that really like I felt the emotion. Yeah. So you know, listen, Ayla, to wrap this all up, (laughs) Tay was just going through something. Yeah, sure. In the first season. This has been Let's Talk BL. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow all things Let's Talk BL at Let's Talk BL.